0: Today's topic is gonna be a favorite, I am sure. I am gonna go over emotional eating today. All right, big emotional eating topic. Now, the reason I wanna target emotional eating today is because I have had conversations with thousands of clients over my coaching career, and I always ask them, you know, what are you struggling with? Um, If there's anything you wish could go away, what would it be? And without a doubt, almost every single time at the top of the list would be like stress and emotional eating. And so I wanna go over it today because I feel like it's actually gotten a really bad rep. I feel like it's been blown way out of proportion and we're giving it way too much credit for our our demise, right? And the reason I think it's gotten, it's kind of been blown so out of proportion is because Think back to the last time you had like an emotional eating moment or a stress eating moment, right? What happens? You kind of don't know what's happening until it's done, right? You kind of snap back out of it. You realize, wow, that happened so fast. And then you think back and you're like, okay, I knew I shouldn't have did that, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't control myself. And so in particular with emotional eating, there seems to be this feeling of lack of control and being out of control. And whenever there's a feeling of being out of control, just in human nature, we get scared, right? And when we get scared of something, what does our body tell us to do? Avoid it. Protect yourself, avoid it. But here's the thing, when you avoid something, you can't learn from it. You can't analyze it. We can't understand it if we avoid it. So my hopes today is I'm gonna, gonna break down emotional eating, we're gonna stop avoiding it, and we're gonna start to learn how to conquer it so it's not so overwhelming, it's not so destructive, and you can have some control back and not feel so helpless um, to the point where you just kind of don't even realize what you're doing, okay? Now, I wanna start talking about this by asking you this question, okay? So let's talk about the feelings of motivation, and inspiration, okay? Do you agree or disagree that those are good emotions? Do you want those emotions along your journey? Yes or no? Motivation and inspiration, yes? Okay. Now, let's take it to the opposite side. Let's talk about discouragement and defeat, those feelings. Do we want to get rid of those along our journey as much as possible? Do you agree or disagree? We don't want those, we want those. Okay, we don't want those. Now, here's the funny thing. So let's take a look at motivation and inspiration, okay? They are random. They pop up in and out of your life at unscheduled times and they're like a roller coaster, right? And when they come, they inspire you to act and change something, right? That's usually what happens. They come randomly and they make you act, right? But here's the thing we keep forgetting. Let's look at discouragement and defeat. Is that random? Does that pop off unscheduled? Does that cause an action? It does, right? So motivation and inspiration actually has the exact same effect as discouragement and defeat do. All we're doing is assigning meaning to positive and negative. All we're doing is that we've trained over the years that when we're motivated, we act positively, right? And then when we think of negative emotions, we act negatively, right? But if we look at the emotions, they cause the same outcome. We've just assigned which outcome it's gonna be, but they both cause an action, right? And so here's here's the funny thing, you know, both like both of them cause self-sabotaging habits, right? Let's look at the positive emotions. You ever been really successful, really proud of yourself, so you reward yourself a little bit too much? You've been there, right? You ever been celebrating something and celebrate a little too much, right? So it doesn't matter if there's a positive or a negative emotion; they both come with equal self-sabotaging habits, right? So what do we do with that information? So the first step in, in fighting and taking control back of emotional eating is realizing that you actually have a choice in how you react. It is not set in stone and predetermined for you. Because here's the thing, you know, we can have the same stimulus over and over again, we're allowed to act differently every time, right? So think of a time. Have you, ever been, have you ever been called fat before? Has someone ever actually called you fat? And did that piss you off? Did that offend you? Maybe even make you cry a little bit, yeah? And then if I called you fat today, would you get as upset? Would you be like, no, I'm changing it, I'm okay with that, right? So same stimulus, different reaction. So you've proven to yourself that even though you get stimulated and stressed out and emotional from the same triggers, you know, tough day at work, fight with the husband, even though those same triggers will keep popping up, you can choose a different reaction. The only problem that has been happening is you have been choosing the same action for all these years and it's now become automatic, right? So automatic that we don't even think about it. It's like blinking, right? Do you realize you're blinking right now? Well, you didn't before I said it. Now you're all counting your blinks, right? Same idea. You're controlling your blinking. Your body is telling you when to blink, but you've gotten so good at it, it requires zero energy in your mind to do, right? So the first step, like I said, with combating that emotional eating is realizing that you actually have a choice, positive emotions can equal positive or negative reactions. Negative emotions can have positive or negative actions. That's your choice, okay? That's the first thing I wanna go over. Now, next thing is this. So the problem problem with now kind of rewiring this behavior is that for so long, we've had this cause and effect, right? Trigger happens, I feel like X, Y makes me feel better right i I have a tough day at work i feel stress food calms my stress right and for so long that has been the equation that has been the series of events that you have now indirectly correlated stress and food together right an automatic stress reliever in your brain is food that has happened so many times that you don't doubt that you believe so deeply in your subconscious that that is true, that that fact is true. Food makes me feel better, right? And it's like it's like a horoscope, right? I'm not talking about if horoscopes are real or not, that's a whole other conversation, but let's talk about like a magazine horoscope. You think the people writing those horoscopes are pretty qualified, or do you think they're probably copying and pasting something, right? And so if you read it, and you look for meaning, and you look for connection, You're going to be like, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, I'm going through that. Oh my God, right? But then if you read the cancer horoscope, then you read the Scorpio, then you read the Leo. You can find connections in all of them if you're looking for it. So you have been assigning connection and meaning to food all this time without even realizing it, right? You've been reading horoscopes and believing them because you found it. You assigned the meaning yourself right? So the good thing with meaning is that it can be interpreted. It can totally be interpreted and changed to the person who is assigning the meaning, right? And so how do we take this? So like I said, trigger, caused the feeling, caused the, the action of, of usually eating, right? Here's the thing we forget. It is not the food that made you feel better. It's the amount of time it took you to eat the food. Why? Because all emotions are temporary, right? All emotions are temporary, even the good ones and the bad ones, they're all temporary. So if you give yourself time, they all get better. So your main objection when you are having an emotional eating moment, is telling yourself and asking yourself, how can I inject time into this situation right now? Because if you give yourself time, the feelings deescalate, they're not as intense, and then you're able to inject logic and rationale into making a decision. That is what you are missing. That is the simple solution. Ask yourself, how can I inject time? because it's not the food that made you feel better. It's just the food distracted you while the time was passing as the emotions got less heated. That's the the distinction we have to make here, ladies. So anytime you get stressed out, you get emotional, you have to tell yourself, these feelings are temporary. I need time, let's say 20 minutes, 30 minutes, where I'm not gonna make a decision to eat or not eat. I'm just going to see where my emotions are in 30 minutes and then in that 30 minutes what happens is you either are able to make a much better decision because emotions aren't high or you're able able to make a better decision maybe not perfect but a better decision right instead of an entire row of oreos you just have maybe three right or you end up making the same decision you would have if you didn't wait but you interrupted the pattern by waiting. So whatever you do, there's always going to be a good outcome from injecting time. Time heals everything. Isn't that the famous saying? Right? So think about the thing either most recently that caused these like negative emotions or something that you know that's coming up where you're going to feel negative emotions. And then ask yourself, how can I inject time into that? And then during that time, you have conversations with yourself, right? We all have crazy conversations with ourselves, very fast conversations where we either fight an urge, we give ourselves permission to give in to an urge. We have conversations. The more time, the more logic you can inject. And then whatever happens at the end of that time that you've set for yourself, The least that has happened is you have interrupted and disrupted the pattern that you've been following for years. That's the least, right? Best case scenario, you're in your right mind, you can completely walk away and you've just completely rewrote a habit. So there's always a good thing that's gonna come out of injecting time into a situation. It's not hard to do and you don't have to do that with the intention of making a better decision because sometimes that's too hard. You just do, that's the thing, right? I'm gonna wait 10 minutes to eat the cookie instead of right now. And then see how you feel in 10 minutes. If you feel the same, go for it. If you have more time and you, made an, you can add a little, act a little bit more logically, awesome. You have half a cookie. You have no cookies. You have an apple instead. That is how we rewrite these. We cannot get rid of emotional eating completely, okay? But what you can do is realize that negative emotions you have a choice to respond positively right you need to reassign meaning and recreate a connection the connection is not with food the connection is with time time makes you feel better time makes you feel better say that to yourself and then make a decision inserting time that's all that that's the the how you sum up handling and tackling emotional eating if you find that you're very volatile with food. If you find that whether or not you're eating is strongly based on how you're feeling or what has happened in your day, right? So realize you have a choice of reacting positive to negative. You have to redo the connection and you do that by inserting time. That's it, very, very simple. And if all that it does is make you emotional, eat nine times out of 10, instead of 10 times out of 10, It has done its job. That is how you make leaps and bounds over 10 years, instead of rushing over 10 days, 10 months, right? Think about a decade. Where do we wanna be? Where do you want to be? Think about somebody you know, who's 10 years older than you. Think about where they are. Is that where you wanna be? You still have a chance. You still have time. So take time, time is on your side, use it, inject it, and it gets way less stressful and you get way less disappointed in yourself and you can have way more smart, wise conversations with yourself. And most importantly, you follow through on your word because that is all we have and that is the only thing that gives us reassurance is knowing that when we say something, we will do it not just saying it because it sounds good or we have good intentions, but we've actually strengthened our follow-through muscle now and actually do everything we say. How cool is that if we can actually do everything we say? How rare is that? That's what we're working on here. And the key is to catch this in the moment, ladies. You got to catch this in the moment. That's a skill. That's definitely a skill, right? You got to catch it in the moment because You know, you can't go to your dog and be like, you know what, Buster, you know, last week when you went through the garbage, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't cool. Can you maybe not do that this week? They're not going to know what the hell you're talking about, right? They're like, who's this crazy lady? What are all these words and gibberish? You have to correct in the moment, right? You have to correct the dog while he's going through the trash. You have to correct the emotional eating by inserting time right before it happens or during. That is not hard to do because we are not, I'm not telling you to completely change a habit. I'm not even telling you the outcome has to be different. I'm saying if you want something to be different, something has to change. If you want change, there needs to be change. And the easiest form of change is just adding a little bit of time instead of trying to talk yourself out of emotional eating in the first place, right? Especially in the beginning when you haven't had time. Good luck, you're just gonna stress yourself out. And the worst thing you can do, the worst thing you can do, ladies, in those situations of emotional eating or or giving into cravings is say no and then give in. That is the worst. Saying no, I'm not gonna do it and then going back and saying, yeah, sure, whatever. Don't make a decision until you are sure enough that you will stick to it. That's why time is so important. If you keep saying no, and you keep having all these good intentions, but after you say no, you keep going back, you are corroding your trust in yourself. You are corroding your own self-confidence, and what's gonna happen over time is you're gonna not believe that you can do anything. You're not gonna believe that you can achieve anything. You're not gonna have confidence that you're gonna reach the goals we set. You're just gonna have proven yourself wrong so many times that you don't believe it anymore. So don't let yourself say no and then give in. Wait to make a decision. If the decision ends up not being no and you say yes, again, that's a win. You've changed how the process unfolded. The biggest problem with emotional eating is how it makes us feel afterwards. It's not the fact that we did it, it's how we feel afterwards. That feeling is what destroys us, what makes it carry on what makes us um, have another bad week, right? And it's just that type of feeling is something that we need to avoid, that feeling, right? Not the feeling of negative feelings, that's important, but the the negative feeling of letting yourself down because you went up against your word, that's what you wanna avoid at all costs. And you can only do that with time, ladies, okay? So really quickly, I want you to put some comments into the comments, comments into the comments, And let me know what you took away from this. Let me know, like, where is your mind at right now? Is this something you're currently dealing with? Is this something that you know you will deal with shortly? Is this something that you've been really good at lately? Is this something that you think you can do? Let me know how your mind is processing this information, okay? The only thing I want you to take away from today is that everything is a choice and usually time is always what you need. Time is gonna save you from corroding your self-confidence. Okay, ladies? So don't be in a rush to make decisions. I know as run, people who run households and have kids and are high-level careers, all those different situations, we are go, 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 go rush, 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 rush. Right? If there's anything you take time in, it's, it's your health. You're not, what are we in a rush for? Health is forever. You want to rush to your death? Hell no, right? Hell this forever. Slow down, enjoy it. And have conversations with yourself. Like enjoy the conversations with yourself. Enjoy the crazy, weird battles in your head. Because the more you're present for them, instead of trying to cut them short by just saying, no, I'm not going to do it, right? If you cut those conversations short, you're not letting them run their natural course. And we don't realize what the real problem is or what the real pull is. Right? Have the conversations. The longer you have them, guess what? The more time you've wasted, which is what we're trying to do in the first place. right? So those conversations are good. They're gonna tell you some secret key little nuggets that we've been hidden deep inside you. And then the longer you talk with yourself, the less intense the emotions get. You'll notice that in the beginning, it will be very emotional um, and feelings-based talk. Like, I'm not gonna feel good if I have this. I'm gonna feel like a failure if I have this. And then as you continue with your mental conversation, it will turn more logical. Like, um, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to wanna do my workout because I'll be too bloated, right? I'm going to have a bad sleep. I know that when I finish this, I will not be following my word, right? You can change like this. So that is my little nugget for you today, ladies okay? Your goal is inject time into your food decisions. Inject time, and it is at least at the bare minimum a pattern interrupt, which we all need. Pattern interrupts make us pay attention, right? You ever drive home, and then you get in the driveway, and you're like, whoa, how'd I get here, right? Because you've driven the same route again, and again, and again. If you change the route, you got to pay more attention. That is what we're trying to do here. Changing the route getting you to pay attention so you can make the right decision in the long run so that little right decisions compile over time and you've protected yourself for the rest of your life instead of just for the first couple months of your weight loss journey. We wanna protect you for your whole life.